Welcome back to this week's episode of BC Buckets Podcast. I am your host, Bobby Beach Patterson, and as always, joined by head men's basketball coach of the Briarcliff University Chargers, Coach Mark Figuera. Coach, Halloween had just happened. We're recording this on Wednesday, Halloween, two nights ago. How are you? Are you a big Halloween guy? You and your wife have good good flow of trick-or-treaters. What's what's Halloween like for, for this Figuera household? Well, I think it's fairly well documented, Bobby, that I'm not, I don't believe in Halloween. Um, you know, I'm I'm in my upper 30s. There's no need for me to dress up. Um, we actually had practice in the evening, so no trick-or-treaters at this Figuera household. Um yeah, that's about it. I I have no strong thoughts other than I don't believe in Halloween. Fair enough. It is also well documented. I just wanted to to throw that out there, see if we had any additional comments. But no, yeah, just had Halloween. Hopefully everyone had a safe and happy Halloween out there with, with family and loved ones. Uh, with that being said, we had two basketball games here this last weekend. Basketball season is officially upon us. Chargers split their two-game series in Madison going one-on-one. Let's talk first, Coach, about Friday night. Played the home team, Dakota State. Came away with a nice 76-65 win. Uh, I know probably on your end, Coach, offensively, probably didn't get off to the start you guys were looking for. Up one at halftime, and in the second half, seemed like we had a lot better rhythm, a lot better flow, kind of got into our our sets a little bit more, just had that pace uh, the ball changed sides of the floor quite a bit and just ended up getting looks uh, that were really beneficial for us. Uh, and as hence in the second half coming away with 44 points. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we started that game looking at the offensive side first. We, we had a couple of really good looks early on that we missed. And, and when that happened, I thought we, you know, tightened up a little bit and we started pressing the issue a little bit and ended up taking some, you know, not great shots, you know, not necessarily bad shots, but not great shots. And so, um, you know, we struggled a little bit for a while. And, you know, on the weekend, we didn't shoot the ball very well from three. And obviously, that's a little uncharacteristic for us. But, uh, you know, the second half offensively, I thought we really settled in. I thought we got the ball moving. I thought we were getting, you know, when when multiple guys touch the ball multiple times within a possession, that's usually going to be a good thing for us. And so, we got that going a little bit. Um, you know, Kyle Borhave was was really good offensively at twenty three points on you know thirteen shot attempts or something like that. And um, you know, so we really tried to get him the ball in the second half. And then we did we made a couple big threes. You know, to kind of take the lead from three up to fifteen or so, which I think was the peak. You know, Connor Groves had a couple threes. Jaden Klein Hesslink had a three. Tyrus Eichheit had a three all kind of in the same span there. Um, and so, yeah, offensively, I, I liked the rhythm we got to in the second half. And, and defensively, you know, the first half, it, it's kind of a mixed bag because we forced a lot of turnovers. I think we forced 16 turnovers in the first half, but they shot a really high percentage. We gave up some really easy shots, uh, but we did turn them over. It did turn into some some easy points for us. In the second half, I, I do think we were considerably better defensively. You know, not mistake-free or not perfect by any stretch. Um, but we we just did a much better job of, of containing some penetration, um, not letting them get easy looks. 
Um, you know, the only thing that really hurt us the second half, I felt like, was offensive rebounds. They had a couple, maybe two, three, that led to four, six points. And, you know, those things can make a big difference. But, you know, all in all, first game, you know, there's going to be things that, that don't go as planned on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, and so there's a lot of good that came from that game. Obviously, a win on the road is is always a good thing. Um, you know, but there, there's definitely some things we need to continue to work on. But it's, it's a good win. I was really happy with our guys. We had, you know, a couple guys play some minutes who were new to the rotation. You know, Tyrus Eyshide was really good for us. Honestly, both games this weekend, he did some really good things. And then, you know, that game Friday against Dakota State, Jameson Helmers, um, you know, he didn't play a ton of minutes, but he had a huge and one three in the first half. I think we were down five at the time. You know, he cuts it to one with an and one three. So getting those guys in there a little bit was good. And, uh, you know, like I said, Kyle Borhave led us scoring rebounding. Uh, Matt Stowell was really good off the bench. So a lot to take from that one. And, you know, it's always good to get that first one out of the way. Yeah, and just touching on a couple individual performances, you already said it. Kyle Borhave starts the season off with a double-double, 23 points, 11 rebounds. And then, yeah, you had Groves with 10. And then a really nice lift from Matt Stillwell off the bench, too, coming away with 14. I know he's always been one of those gritty guys that has came in off the bench and normally given a nice little run and a boost to the guys and, and given those other guards some breaks. So came away with a nice 76-65 win there on Friday. And then we turned right away to Saturday and played a presentation team we didn't really know a whole lot about. Uh, we had Coach Trevor Flemmer on last week, uh, have known of him, and uh, he was a GA for the program. Didn't really know quite what to expect with a new uh, regime there, presentation. Came out on the short end, uh, lost that one 93-80, to 80, and, and just seemed like kind of from the get-go and the whole time just wasn't able to get that uh, the kill, as it's called in the, in the program, that, that three straight stops. And uh, they were able to get some really good buckets and had a couple of guys have some really solid games. Yeah, I, I you know, disappointing loss, obviously. Um, and I, I think first and foremost, you you got to give credit where credit's due. You know, presentation played well. They had a good game plan. Um, they made some big shots. They turned us over, um, certainly more than we would like to turn the ball over. Um, you know, so you have to you have to give credit there. Um, you know, at the same time, we, we were pretty disappointed in how we played and, you know, again, didn't shoot the ball well, but that, you know, we have to be able to find ways to win games if the three's not falling. And, you know, I think the turning point in the game was, was back five minutes of the first half. We had a seven point lead and we started a run of 11 straight possessions where we didn't score, um, and it was it was a mixed bag again of we took some bad shots, we turned the ball over a couple times, and you know we missed some good shots and and that's gonna happen, but we can control the other two things, and they got a couple easy buckets out of turnovers or long rebounds, and all of a sudden, you know with three minutes or whatever it was, we're up seven, we're down one and a half, and then we come out in the second half and you know, our offensive woes continued. And, and by the time we kind of got that figured out, we were already down 10. And it was just a constant uphill struggle the rest of the way. And, you know, offensively, Kyle had it going again. He had 23 for the second night in a row and uh, was really good in the second half particularly. Um, but, uh, 
you know, when you dig yourself a hole like that, it's just, it's going to always be hard to overcome it. And then they got confident getting some easy buckets, get hitting some, you know, open shots. And then, you know, then they started hitting some tough shots and we just couldn't find that one big stop. I mean, twice we had it cut to five with seven or eight minutes left. And, you know, one time we fouled on a three. Next time we gave up an and one. And it's just we we need to be better in those situations. And, you know, I think the one trend that happened both games, we did not end the first half well. And that's something we need to we need to figure out. I mean, we went from, I think, up five or seven in the Dakota State game to in the ne- in the last ninety seconds, and then we're only up one and a half. And then on Saturday against Presentation, we're up seven with three and a half, four minutes to go in the half, and we're down one and a half. Um, and you know, unfortunately, a lot of those were self inflicted, and that's something we have to be better with, and that we have to be better in practice. Um, when we work situational things, you know, we need to up our focus, but, uh, you know, there's a lot we can take from this. You know, we, we have to get better defensively. We did, we did not play at a level, um, that's going to allow us to be our best over the weekend defensively. And that's, that's been a focal point this week coming into practice. Um, you know, we have had really good practices now this week and as we prepare to, you know, move forward and, um, obviously we, we've got another one coming up here Friday. Um, we have to be better. And, and that's, we've talked a lot with this group about the consistency that you practice with every day carries over to games and whether that's good consistency or bad consistency, there's a carryover. And, and I don't know that we felt like the last couple of weeks leading into these games that we had consistently really good practices. You know, we had some really good ones. We had some not so good ones and it was just a little bit of a roller coaster. And I think we saw that carry over and I, and I hope that's a great learning experience for our team as we move forward, that, that it has to be an everyday thing. And it's, and it can't be dictated on whether or not we're making three point shots because we're going to have games or we're going to have weekends where the shots don't fall like they normally will. Um, but I've been, I've been pretty happy with the response we've had this week. I think our guys are really focused right now, and that's something we need to take into Friday as we as we get to the next one. Yeah, and you know, part of that too stems, I'm sure, from a lot of that great senior leadership and the guys that have been around through it too and have had that adversity. So that's obviously great to have. Uh, and like we said, we're going to move and transition back because we got a big one coming up here. We're going to talk about now, Coach. But this last weekend, uh, split Friday night, beat Dakota State, and then ended up on the short end against Presentation here Saturday. And now, Coach, we uh, we got our first home game coming up here on Friday, which is very exciting. I know a lot of people are going to be in the Newman Flanagan Center. We got a really good ball club coming to the Newman Flanagan Center, uh, a team that we're very familiar with as a program being William Penn, a team that is notorious for being a very long, um, quick, very athletic team, uh, and a team that we went to their place last year. And uh, some might say kind of gave them a scare. Um, people in our program won't say that, but played a really good ranked team there, only lost by three. And and you'll probably touch on this. Had a chance at the end there, a really good look to win the game. The shot didn't fall to send it in overtime. Uh, but we gave them all they can handle, and we know we're going to get their best shot here again on Friday. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know 
the exact numbers, but I bet if you looked at the last decade of of NAI basketball, there's there's not many programs that have won more games than William Penn. Um, you know, I think they were a 32 win team a year ago. Um, they were the number one seed going into the national tournament. Uh, they've been to Final Fours, Elite Eights. Uh, I mean, I think they've won their conference six of the last seven years or something crazy like that. And so it's a really good program. Um, they've had a ton of success. They have guys on that team that know how to win. And, you know, it's it's interesting because they have, they have a few guys back that played big roles last year, but they do have a lot of new guys. Um, you know, they're coming in, they're 2-0 on the season, um, won two last weekend. And so, we, you know, we've had a chance to watch them. They're, they're very talented. Um, they've got a lot of guys that can that can hurt you in a lot of ways. But I, I think the things that really stand out to me, I mean, they're really good in transition. Uh, they really push the ball up the floor quickly. Um, they offensive rebound at a really high level. And they have multiple guys who can shoot it from the three. Um, you know, and so we're, we're going to need to – take a big step forward defensively first and foremost. And that, that's going to start with our transition defense and our on-ball defense, um, which un- unfortunately are two things that we struggled with a little bit last weekend. And so that's something where we need to take a big step forward as we get ready. Um, you know, and then defensively, they're they're athletic, they're, they're strong, they're long. You know, they'll, they'll run a 6'11 guy at the five, his backup seven foot. You know, so they've got some big bodies around the rim. Um, but, uh, you know, for us offensively early in the year right now, our, our focus is really on ourselves and just making sure that regardless of the outcome of possessions that we're doing the things we need to do to get great shots. And if you miss a shot, you miss a shot, but if we're forcing shots, if the ball's not moving, we're never going to be at our best that way. And so we want to make sure we're moving the ball. Um, but it's, it's going to be a fun game. I mean, you know, talk about number seven team in the country in the preseason poll um, home opener for the year. You know, I'm fully expecting a, a big time crowd and uh, you know, that's fun. You know, we, we schedule teams like this because number one, if you're going to have a good team yourself, you want to challenge yourselves. And number two, we need to, you know, we need to be in tough games and adverse situations prior to getting the GPAC games, which, you know, it's only a week and a half away right now, believe it or not. We have our GPAC opener. And so it's going to be a fun game. It's a, you know, it's a program we have a lot of respect for. It's a program, like I said, that's had an enormous amount of success. And uh, we need to be ready to, to, to give them our absolute best shot. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting. I mean, two teams, uh, preseason ranked in the top 25, home opener. You know the Blue blue Crew is going to be there loud and proud. going to be a great environment in the Newman-Flanagan Center. And, Coach, we've we've documented this on the, on the podcast here quite a bit, but wanted to touch base quick on uh, the non-conference uh, part of the schedule. What does it mean uh, for you, and most importantly, the guys, when you have a very competitive non-conference schedule ahead of these GPAC games where any given night uh, you're going to get your best shot? I mean, non-conference schedule, more particularly aimed towards having a non-conference team like William Penn come in before we start GPAC play. What does that mean for you guys? Well, I think – I mean, if you're a competitor – you want to play good teams, right? 
And, you know, I looked at, you know, going back a couple years, um, going into last season, you know, I, I scheduled one of the toughest non-conference schedules in the country for our team. And that was, I, I knew we had a chance to be really good. And I knew we needed to test ourselves to see where we were at. And, and early in the season, we weren't there yet. Um, you know, we took some losses to really good teams. Um, but I do think the guys get excited about it. You know, I mean, our juniors and seniors, you know, they've, they've known three or four years of William Penn, a perennial top 10 team. Um, they know they're going to be really good. And, you know, last year, we, you talked about that game a little bit. I mean, we were tied with seven seconds to go. We tried to double-team a ball screen. Quentin Vasa tips the shot. If the guy rises up and shoots, he makes it with two seconds left. And Connor Groves missed a just inside half-court shot to tie it. You know, so we, we played a heck of a game there last year. It's, uh, you know, you go back, and I watched part of it today, and it's like, man, we missed a free throw here, and, we could have got this rebound here. You know, you, you go back through it, but uh, that was that was kind of at the turning point of last year. Where we were really starting to play well. And so our guys know how good they are. I think I think that excites our guys. I think they're, they're going to be ready for that challenge. And, uh, you know, just reiterate, playing that first game in front of the home crowd is is awesome. It's, it's just a different energy that that is going to be in the gym. And that's that's really exciting. Very exciting and, and huge game coming up uh, early in the season, early home test for the Chargers. That's this Friday at 7 o'clock in the Newman-Flanagan Center. Like Coach said, hosting the preseason rank number seven team in the country, William Penn, going to be another great game. So definitely highly advise if you are in the Sioux City area making your way to the Newman-Flanagan Center to, to catch that game. Well, closing up here, Coach, we're going to get into the shout-out section. Uh, always something we do to end the show here. And we'll have you kick it off this week uh, with with your shout-out. Yeah, just a, a quick one. Um, you know, shout-out to our team. Um, and, it, and it's little things sometimes that make me proud of our guys and proud of our team. You know, we, we stayed overnight in Madison and, and three different hotel employees at our hotel – came to me and complimented me on you know, just how polite, how nice our guys were. And that, you know, that gets lost sometimes. And, you know, we got beat Saturday. So I was, I was pissed. I was frustrated. And, you know, in the big picture of everything, you know, it's pretty important that we have outstanding kids in our program. And so just, you know, quick shout out to them. Well said, well done. Uh, my shout out uh, this week, and go to my wife this last Sunday. We actually did not record the podcast because she had surprised me Sunday morning with tickets to the Minnesota Vikings Arizona Cardinals game. And I've never been to the new stadium before. Something I've always wanted to do. She surprised me. So it was definitely a great experience. So shout out to her. Uh, very thankful and appreciative for that. So I want to give a shout out to her. Right on. Way to go, Courtney. Well done. Your your favorite beach Patterson, if I'm not mistaken, coach. It's not even competitive. <laughs> well, that's gonna do it for this week's edition of BC Buckets Podcast. Once again, huge home opener this Friday, November fourth. William Penn coming to town preseason rank number seven, coming to the Newman Flanagan Center. Game that's going to tip off at 7 o'clock. Highly advise everyone to come out, be loud. You know, the Blue Crew is going to be loud and rocking. I want to fill up Newman Flanagan Center for the first home opener 
of the 2022-2023 season. So until then, Coach, best of luck. We will talk to you Sunday, and we, we appreciate it here. Absolutely. Absolutely.